What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, if you've ever wondered what the best Starbucks drink is for your Zodiac sign, you're about to find out. Okay. Yes, the company's new collaboration, a menu with the astrology app Sanctuary, will provide you with a customized reading based on your star sign. The promotion was announced uh, yesterday via the Sanctuary app's official Instagram page, along with a graphic displaying a few of the key ingredients that go into making each Zodiac sign. So, whether you want to go on the Starbucks app, or the Sanctuary app, you can find out, what are you, Cappy? You're um, I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you what the best drink is for you as an Aquarius. What are you, George? I'm a Virgo. Okay, what are you, Lindsay Baseball? I'm a Libra, but I always used to, I'm on the cusp, and I always just used to lie and tell people I was a Virgo because I wanted to be, like, you know, a goddess instead of a scale. Ah, uh-huh. And Queen, Unique, what's your zodiac sign? Uh, Western sign, I'm a Cancer. What about your Eastern sign? That's not how it works, but (laughs) I'm a cancer. Okay, gotcha. All right, so our drinks are going to go alongside with our signs. If you want. By the way, uh, Munetaka Murakami uh, hit a uh, shot to uh, right field and has tied the ball game up. Japan ties it in the bottom of the second. Uh, Currently no outs, runner on first still for Japan. I'm glad you told me that because I feel like I just looked up and I was like, whoa, it's 1-1. How'd that happen? Yeah, yeah. I think my uh, Zodiac sign or my Western sign, Aquarius, I think my drink at Starbucks is a venti soy vanilla latte, I think. Well, so you go in the the Sanctuary app and it'll ask you like a couple questions, like starting with your Zodiac sign and then it'll be like, so are you looking for like a morning caffeine jolt or an afternoon pick me up or, you know, like just based on your mood, what's going on, you know, in your life at that moment and your sign. So, you know, it's got all these things factored so in. So what, what are our drinks? Well, let's see. I'll have to, I think I would have to download the app. Oh. One oh, of the yeah, things don't, like, don't bother. Ca- Cappy, what did you say yours was again? Aquarius. That one's on here. And what it is said it? some of the suggestions yeah. were passion, tango, tea, lemonade, hey. a vanilla, sweet, cream, nitro, cold brew, uh. um, and then Virgo, paradise drink, Starbucks refresher. I don't know what that one is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't really go to Starbucks that often, to be honest. I can't so. remember the last time I was at Starbucks. In fact, I thought about going there today, and I didn't. I, I, I'll shout out where I went. Right around the corner here, dude. I was like, you know what? I don't want like some Starbucks, like, I don't know, turkey bacon sandwich. I went around the corner mm-hmm. to a place called Z Falafel. Mm-hmm. Shout oh, out to Z Falafel yeah. on about the corner of like 8th and Figueroa. Yeah. Dude. Super good. Fire. Yeah. yeah. So good. Dude, flight. So good. You guys know that word? Flight? Flight. Share happy. Yeah, flight. Mm. <laughs> Lindy, <laughs> do they have the cancer one since I'm the one that goes there the most? No, um, it, it mentioned like three of them. Hang on, let me look it up. Because I'm like, I don't think they on point. The guys were like, nah. I yeah. went I went today. Well, Alex went. Shout out to Alex from security for Starbucks. Alex is the man. He is. He is. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Cappy... Uh, one of your former team's players has said no. One of my former team's players has said no about former what? Teams players. Former teams. Former teams. Just one former. Okay. No, not multiple not, formers. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. One of my former team's players says no. Yeah. No to what? Uh, no to being part of the Chargers. Oh, well. <laughs> That's music to my ears. Austin Eckler wants to get paid. And we've talked about how he's sought permission for a trade. He went on... Chris Long's podcast. Chris okay. Long, son of Howie Long, former NFL player himself. Mm-hmm. It's called the Greenlight Podcast. 
and uh, Austin Eckler, Eckler, excuse me, gave the Chargers the red light. Look, man, like I'm, I'm so underpaid right now yeah. as far as my contract and what I contribute to the team. It's like I am, I am relentlessly pursuing this. Like yeah. I, I want to get something long term done. I want a team that wants me long term. Yeah. Right. Because look, I, I'm at the peak of my game. Right. Like yeah. I'm. I'm going to score you another 20 touchdowns. As long as I'm healthy, I'm going to score you 20 touchdowns. I'm going to have, you know, another 1,600 all-purpose yards. Yeah. Right? I'm getting half my value of what I could be getting. Amen to that, brother. I feel the exact same way. I mean, that resonated with me right there, George. I'm a 1,600-yard, 20-touchdown-a-year kind of guy, and I feel like I'm being paid about half what I should be getting paid. What do you think about that? Can I use Austin Eckler's agent or something? Yeah. I mean, is there any chance? Probably not. No. Doesn't look good. But he's right. Here, here, Listen, here's the real story. Okay, The real story is this. When you are an undrafted free agent player in the NFL, if you're lucky enough to get into training camp, just lucky enough to get into training camp, and then if you somehow beat all the odds... Right, and, and he has. And you actually make the roster. Right. And then... If you beat the odds again where you're so good that you supplant and they get rid of a former first-round draft choice, same exact position. I mean, fumbled a lot, though. When you elevate from undrafted free agent to star running back, yeah. when you've replaced a first-rounder, right. you deserve to be paid like the first rounder. Now, can I play? Can we do a little Sedano and Cap Theater? Laura, do you have like theater music? I don't know if there's even such a thing. Um, but I mean, if you had theater music, we could do like Sedano and Cap Theater here. Right. All right. right. So you want to be, normally I'm the player. Okay. All right. But today it's going to be the reverse. Okay. You're going to be who? I'm going to be Tom Telesco, the general manager of the Chargers. And you can be Austin Eckler. How do you even know? Nobody knows who Tom Telesco He's is. He's been on the show with me before Nobody you, knows before who he you is. arrived. Yeah, so. well, now he won't show up. No, he definitely won't show up with you here. This is good theater music. I like that. Okay, go ahead. You're Tom Telesco. I'm Austin Eckler. Yeah, you're coming to me. Uh, hey, Tom. Hey, Austin. I have one year remaining on my contract. I know that. Um, you You've know, been great. We love you. Thank you. You, yeah. you. you know, statistically speaking, I'm one of the best guys in the entire league. Right. You know, my salary is $6.2 million. Yeah. That's 13th in the NFL. Right. My rushing yards, 915 yards. That's 18th in the NFL. Yeah. But my rushing touchdowns, 13. That's second in the NFL. Yeah. I had 107 receptions last year. That's first in the NFL. Right. My receiving yards, 722. That's second in the NFL. Yeah. My receiving touchdowns, five. That's second in the NFL. Mm. And I had 1,600 plus yards, which is sixth in the NFL. Yo, I'm getting paid half of what I should be getting paid. Pay me, sucker. Yeah, I know. Listen, Austin, we'd love to pay you. Obviously, you're really important to what we do. Um, but... You know, we, we have to kind of just kind of figure out what we think is best. I mean, you've been in the league now for a number of years, right? You've been in the league for six seasons. And, you know, the average lifespan of a running back is three and a half years. So I don't know if we want to be in the business of paying guys for past performance. We want to pay them for future performance. Look, I'm 28 years old. Yeah. By the way, I'm not sure if he really is. I just made that yeah, up. He's close. He's yeah. going to be 28. Yeah. I'm going to be 28 years old. Yeah. If I were over 30, yeah. I'd understand where you're coming from. Right. My best years are ahead of me, and I'd like to stay here with the Chargers. But if you guys don't value me, then I will stay because I'm a man of my word. Mm -hmm. I'm an undrafted free agent who beat every odd to be where I'm at yeah, today. For sure. I'll honor my contract next year. Yeah. But just know that when the season is over, I'm gone. And oh, just side note here, Tom. Yeah. If anything is bothering me. 
if my nose is running, yeah. if my tummy hurts, yeah. if my toenail falls off, right. I will not play. Yeah. I'm hurt. Just yeah. so you, that that your lack of commitment to me right. is my lack of commitment to okay. you. Well, you know, it, it's fine. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, if that's the case, I, I think that we can, you know, we'll have to then perhaps look in the draft to draft somebody at your position. That would be wonderful. As a matter of fact, would you yeah. please release me? Uh, I don't think we can release you. I would love it if you would. I mean, you did say you wanted to get traded. I mean, we could potentially try to facilitate that. Hey. But, you know, we, we feel comfortable right now. Um, at least at the moment with Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. Great. But if if we, we'd prefer to have you here and, and make sure we make this work, but if we're going to be honest here, can we have an honest conversation? Please, feel free. Um, all right, so let's go through some of these running backs who are, uh, you know, paid more than you. Okay, go ahead. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you think you're as good as him? 100%. Look at my numbers mm, versus his numbers. I don't know about Look that. Look at my numbers versus his numbers. How about numbers? Alvin Kamara? Absolutely. Mm. Look at my numbers versus his yeah, numbers. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you heard me, but I, I was number right, one. Right, but you're in talking about just last year. I'm talking about production over the last several. Let's go ahead and look at my yeah. careers versus their careers. How about Dalvin Cook? You think you're better than him? Derrick Henry? Do you not? Nick Chubb? You don't think so? Aaron Jones? You don't think I'm Joe better Mixon? than these guys? Probably not. You know what you should do? You know what the okay? Because here's the you, thing. You should cut. You know. Me. You know where we were in when it came to like rushing in the league you know where we were ranked last year why don't you tell me in the bottom third yeah and whose fault is that mm, i mean that's probably a little bit of yours too. just no. want to say that yeah. in terms of rushing yards last yeah. year yeah yeah you're right you I, were 18th that's you said. right yeah 915 yards mm-hmm. but i also had 13 rushing touchdowns which is second in the nfl right you're a great red zone offensive line great red zone in front threat. of me great red zone threat yeah. you've been great for us we'd like to keep you but we'd like to keep you at a manageable salary well you're not you even making me an offer uh, you know, well, we're, we're still deciding what uh, we're going to do with the position. Tell you what, I say I'm worth six point two five million, or that's what my salary says. Right, that's what your salary. That's what my say. salary is. Yeah. I think I'm worth double that. Yeah. Let's come up with a number. Uh, we'll see. Let Let's. Let, can we get back to you and your agent? You can, but here's the bottom line. Yeah. You don't respect me and what I do. Oh, I, that's, I no, don't that's disagree. true. We, we respect nah, that. Respect you don't respect you me. I mean, we gave you're, you a four year, twenty four and a half million dollar deal. You're treating me. Like I'm an undrafted free agent when, guess what? No, I'm not no. that guy anymore. I mean, we gave you a four-year, $24.5 million deal, Austin. Very, and we gave you a $15 million signing bonus when you were coming. You were basically a Division II player. Yeah, no, not basically. I was a yeah. Division II player. Yeah. Well, you were an NF, you're an NFL player. Right. So but, we paid you like an but, NFL player. Well, not really. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. Who's yeah. better, me or Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, Ezekiel is just got cut. Right, so. I understand. Look yeah. at what his contract was. Look at what my contract right, was. Right, but that's not my fault that Jerry Jones no, paid him a lot of money. He's a first round pick, and right. I was undrafted. You're treating me like I'm an undrafted free agent. God, this is pissing me off. Okay, well, if you're gonna get upset, we may maybe we should just end this conversation. Cut me. I mean, we'll try to trade you. How about that? Try. Okay. Thanks, Austin. Great to see you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is another installment. Of Sedano and Cap Theater. Very yeah. nicely done. Very good acting by you. Yeah, thanks. You really took on that role of Tom Telesco. Right, I was just very calm. and Me, I'm emotional. Yeah. I'm, I'm disrespected and underpaid. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, it wasn't much of a stretch for you, I feel. No, I mean, I, I yeah. really feel like I, too, yeah. was able to take on the role of Austin Eckler. Right. Because I feel like I'm Austin Eckler. Right. You're the Austin Eckler of this station. That's exactly right. Yeah. Underpaid. <laughs> 6.25 million? Not enough for me. <laughs> 12.50, baby. <laughs> but I'm worth. Oh, so funny. All right, coming up next, let's get back to the Lakers. Let's circle back here and why they need to take advantage of this messy Western Conference right now and how LeBron is going to try to will himself back. But is that the right thing to do? We'll get to all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yo, is this uh, Doja Cat? No? That's no. too bad because yesterday that whole thing about Doja Coin. <laughs> remember when I thought... There is an actual Doja Coin. Yeah. It's like some obscure Yeah, yesterday, yesterday when I was talking about Doja Coin and everybody's laughing at me, they're like, yo, Doja Coin, don't you, you mean like... But you did mean Doja Coin. Yeah, I meant Dogecoin, but I, I called it Dogecoin because then I, I added the je for Doja Cat. Yeah. You feel me? Mm. And, and so I Doja Catted, but I really Doja Coined. And it turns out later on in the show, somebody in the circle of trust, probably Crypto Ray. Yeah, found out that there was an actual Doja Coin. There is a Doja Coin. Because there are like uh, coins for like teams and artists and things like that. Yeah, I was going to say, in fairness, there's like a, a coin for pretty much every, everything. Every there could be a Cappy every... coin. Yeah. It, I bet there is. If you wanted to create one, you could. I know there's a big convention going on You'd over here. You'd have to here. mint some stuff and yeah. get it done. But I mean, it, it probably would not be cheap, but you could do it. There's some big NFT convention going on over here, right behind us at the convention center. So yeah. is that still a thing? Our NFTs and, yeah, and cryptocurrency, it's all still really a thing? Yeah. I okay. mean, Bitcoin is going through the roof over the past week. I don't really? know about through the roof. Through I'd the roof slow down From on what that. it was, yeah. you know, yeah. it went from like 19 to like, you know, what is it, 28? Yeah. Past two weeks? Yeah. It's like all, a 40%. Are all the crypto traders sitting in front of their computers talking about the roof? Uh, the roof. The roof is they on fire. They still think fire. it's going to go uh. back down. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think we're in, I, I, I don't think we've seen the worst of all the markets going down yet. I mean, not that I'm going to do the CBS market report here on uh, not, on our station. You're not going to be Jim but Cramer that, for me right that's now. That's just my guess. I, Jim Cramer gets a lot of not, stuff wrong. Not going to roll up your sleeves. For I me? wish I would not. I'm, I, no? I wish I had Jim Cramer's bank account, but I don't. I, I don't think Jim Cramer's good at like giving stock advice. Anymore. You don't, huh? No, not anymore. No. 
Wasn't he misses good? a lot. Doesn't There's he? literally a, a, a Twitter account called Inverse Kramer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't and, have it. And I don't just, follow it. And just posts all the stuff he writes. Yeah. And the joke is, everyone jokes that everything he says goes the opposite way. All right, so then guess what you should do? What? Is go just the, go Inverse Kramer? Right, go the, the other direction. Yeah. It's like that time on Seinfeld yeah. when George decided he was going to do everything opposite. Yeah. And instead of ordering a tuna salad sandwich, right. he ordered a chicken salad sandwich. Right. And Jerry said to him, wouldn't the opposite of tuna be salmon because yeah. it streams, it swims upstream? You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Opposites. Yeah. Do the opposite of what Kramer says, apparently. I am. Okay. Very Make good. you some money. All right. You wanted to get back to the Lakers, but before we do, can I just can I just ask everybody a quick question here, sure. if you don't mind? Yeah. And I'll set it up with this. Mm -hmm. So I got to the station quite early today. Yeah. I was officing here. Yeah, you here. were texting me like at one o'clock. Yeah, I'm like, get in here. Let's go. Let's have some lunch. Nah. You know? So I was officing here today. You mm -hmm. know, it was very comfortable, very peaceful, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Clinton Yates, the big CY television's Clinton Yates, the president yeah. of the Handsome Man community, and right. a guy who really takes tremendous pride in like discussing and analyzing team uniforms. Yeah. He sees me, right? Mm. Within the first five seconds of me, he chuckles and he says this, <laughs> black Air Force Ones, huh? <laughs> have you seen my black Air Force Ones today? Here, no. take a look at these. Yeah, go ahead. Put them up. Circling around. I see them, yeah? I mean, you've got that kind of energy. You want to fight with somebody that's on you, bro. I don't want to fight with nobody. I mean, are you going to go show the girls in the control room? Is that what, yeah, that's what yeah, he's doing. I've, I've seen them. I know what Black Air Force Ones look like. Cappy. Yeah, we've all seen, seen them before. Them, yeah, yeah. Just not on like a middle-aged white dude, <laughs> dad, you know. Yeah, I definitely have not seen it on a dad before. Mm -mm. Yeah. So I'm wearing these these black Air Force Ones because it's raining out, right? I don't mm -hmm. want to wear my white ones. I don't want to get them dirty. You don't want to get them dirty, right? right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm wearing my black ones. Yeah. So Clint Yates I'm sees me. I'm wearing white shoes. Yeah, I see that you are. Yeah. Clint Yates sees me. He laughs right in my face. Just freaking laughs in my face. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> black Air Force Ones. And he said to me, he goes, well, at least you got the bubble gum bottom because that just throws off the energy just a little bit. A little bit. bit. It right. does. Like the green bubble gum bottom. Yeah. So now... I'm walking down the street. If here. you would have gotten black on black, then you would have really been in trouble. Right. So I'm walking down the street this afternoon. I hey. like to walk the streets. Oh, that's right. Because you went yeah. to the um, went to the falafel, falafel place. place. Right. Yeah. So I like to walk the streets. Mm -hmm. You know, when I walk the streets, I kind of feel like I'm walking in slow motion. Yeah. I feel like Disco Inferno is playing behind me. So I'm walking down the street, and then it occurs to me, mm -hmm. Yates is laughing at my face right. about my black Air Force One. Right. Why? This is occurring to you while you're walking after you've seen Yates. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself. Does the guy on the street who sees me... Laughing at you, too? I don't know about laughing. Yes. Or, Inside. Or does that person want a piece of me like this guy wants smoke? It, it could be either or. Well, yeah. you know, By the way, Japan is up 2-1 now. They uh, they scored in the last... Uh, uh, in the bottom of the second inning again. So and Mike Trout is up. 2-1. Uh, third inning here. Mike Trout is up. Yes. So no outs. Trout 0-2 count at the moment. There, there's like a stigma with black Air Force Ones, Cappy, that like the person... you Like you only buy them unless like there's like something you wrong with smoke. you. You want smoke. Like I am, I'm or, sending a message to people. You want or, smoke, or there's something wrong with you. Like you yeah. can't be trusted. Like you yeah. have a weird ulterior motive. Like yeah. you're like, you know, like I don't, I don't want to say, you know, like you think people buy these black Air Force ones and they're trying to put out a message that I want trouble. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Who does that? Who does that? I don't do that. It I means mean, you're. It kind of means like you're untrustworthy. Well, I want to tell you guys something. Um, I recently. Uh, I bought these black Air Force Ones because I was trying to replace black loafers, so I was looking for a, an all-black pair of shoes. Quite I, a big difference there. It is. I, I refuse to wear dress shoes, yeah. so I, I bought these black Air Force Ones. They've been sitting in a box, haven't worn them, didn't have the guts to wear them because right. of what you guys told me. Yeah. About a week and a half ago, I run into Bill Walton, Yeah. right? 
And I see Big Bill. Throw it down, big man. And Big Bill is rocking some black Air Force Ones. Right, but he's Bill Walton. I made the decision on the spot. Mine are coming out of the box and mm. going on the feet. Mike's, Mike Trout, by the way, struck out. Oh, damn it. Yep. So listen, if Bill Walton can wear black Air Force Ones. You're so, not Bill Walton. No, I realize I'm not. Yeah. Cappy, you want to know what it says if you look it up on like the Urban Dictionary? Tell me. Commonly referred to as Black Air Force One Energy, the term is usually associated with someone who doesn't value life at all and can't be trusted, usually worn by someone who's about to exert such energy by doing something egregious. That is definitely not me. I mean, that's literally you. <laughs> I was going to say, it kind of goes right along. Really? Yeah. I, I value life tremendously, and I want no trouble with anybody. I'm a peace-loving brother. Mm. Yeah, but you you um, are usually about to exert such energy by doing something egregious. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that fits, right? Yeah, I agree too. All right, well, all I'm saying is this. Clinton Yates laughed in my face when he saw me wearing my black Air Force Ones. I walked down the street this afternoon to go to this falafel place. People were kind of giving me looks, and I didn't know what was going on. Now you know. And then it occurred to me. You're wearing black Air Force Ones. Right. And, and I like the way you described it, Lindsay. Like, they're not accustomed to seeing, like, Mr. Dad Bod model. You know, Mr. Middle-aged white guy. Yeah. Wearing sort of with black Air Force swag, Walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. Maybe you made him a thing. Well, it's kind of like when we were talking about the Western Conference in the NBA. Anyone can feel like they have some swag to them because mm -hmm. the conference is just not that great. Yeah. You keep saying it like that. Yeah. Not that great. Yeah. In the meantime, this Tim Bonkemps comes up. Bon whatever. Bontemps. Yeah. Comes on your, your podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. And says, it's horrible. I mean, you can hear it for yourself. Well, he's not in there. Uh, Laura's not in there right I now. I got it. You got it, but go ahead. Let's just make this simple, right? Sacramento, I think, has a real chance to win two rounds just because they're going to have home court advantage. That crowd's going to be crazy and the West stinks, which is what we're basically saying, right? None of these teams are very good. But if you're the Lakers, if you could somehow get to seven, right? Let's just play the game. If they could somehow get to seven or whoever gets to seven and you're looking at uncertainty in Memphis and the possibility of playing Sacramento in the second round, like – yeah, you're going to look at that and be able. You could talk yourself into winning two playoff rounds. Right. right. There's no question. Yeah, you can, and that's why LeBron is doing everything in his power to get back to playing. And if you don't believe us, Brian Windhorst said this yesterday on Lakers Talk when Alan Sliwa said, "Hey, do you got any update on LeBron? You've covered LeBron longer than anyone." And Windy said, "Hey, he smells weakness." Well, they obviously have been very vague on this. They haven't said what the real injury is. And they said he'd be reevaluated in three weeks. And I think Darvin had to say something because it had been three weeks. And I know he hasn't actually gone through the actual doctor's appointment yet, but it's not like he isn't being viewed by the team as professionals every single day. So um, I'm not going to get too far into this. I'm just going to say that from what I understand, he has done everything he possibly can to try to figure out how to get back from this. Um, and that this was never a three-week injury. It was never going to be a three-week injury, and it's probably not a five-week injury either. So, you know, this to me, while the injuries are probably very different, it's comparable to two years ago when he came back right at the end of the season from that high ankle sprain, and he probably wasn't ready to come back, but he did it because he wanted to make it happen and tried to get, you know, give the team what he could. I suspect that's probably what's going to happen here. And so, you know, LeBron is LeBron. He's not going to want to lose an opportunity to try to make something happen. So he'll try to make something happen. But um, this is a significant injury. And there's a reason why they're being vague. Because if they were being 100% honest, it probably would look bleaker than they want you to believe. And he mentioned, you heard him there mention, he, he senses an opportunity. So, Wendy, 
What is that opportunity that he senses? Is it similar to what Tim Bontemps was telling us? Here's the thing. The West is terrible. Um, let's not confuse competitive for good. Like, there have been a lot of years where you had to get 48, 50 wins to make the playoffs. Absolutely. The you know, the teams at the top, Denver is flawed. Denver is defense. I don't believe in it. Sacramento's got a bottom five defense. They've got one of the best offenses I've ever seen and one of the weakest defenses for a top two seed I've ever seen. You know, Memphis obviously has their own issues, both injury and internal. None of those teams you look at and go, oh, my God, I'm afraid of them. So, like, you ask me what the ceiling of the Lakers is, there are scenarios where they could win multiple rounds. I'm not going to say that I think that's going to happen because they have shown me that they can't put, you know, three good weeks together. But, like, there's a reason why LeBron is going to fight so hard and turn over every rock to get back, as I know he is, because he senses the weakness that exists. And thus, the potential opportunity that might exist. I hear what Wendy's saying. I think he's right. I think LeBron will try and come back. Okay, uh, you right. It's what we've been talking about all year. Like, but, you have to try to take advantage of this opportunity because the West is up for grabs. It's why we were yelling and screaming from the mountaintops to make a deal for, you know, move Russell Westbrook out and get some players that fit around here. I just think, though, that LeBron comes back. It's real late. They don't have a chance to play a bunch of games together. They don't. They've played six already, though. Right. And then all of a sudden, LeBron comes back, and he once again becomes the focal point of the team offensively right, in but particular. You make it, but you make it seem like LeBron being the focal point of the team means like LeBron's just going to hog all the shots. No, what I mean is that everybody's going to be respectful of who he is and whose team it is, and they're going to be like, the offense runs through LeBron, and all of a sudden, they've been playing without him right. for the last but, call of 20 but, games. But let, let me give you a little history lesson on oh, LeBron James. Oh, history. Yeah. Do you know what LeBron James, like, his offensive game, like, he literally, I know he's got the all-time scoring record now, but his best attribute as an offensive player is not his scoring. I, I got it. I understand. He's an incredible facilitator. I understand. He can pass the ball. He can get other guys involved. Right. Quote, unquote, he can make guys around him better, etc. Right. But what, all I'm saying is is that when you've only played six games with this group of guys, right. and by the way, when he played those six games, I'm not sure D'Angelo Russell was available for all six for two of those of games. Them. Okay, So now you bring back LeBron into a team that now D'Angelo's gotten kind of comfortable in his role. Is he? Yeah, I mean, I, he's 5 of 17 I, against the Mavericks. I mean, I'm just saying in yeah. his role. I'm not yeah. saying he's shooting the ball well. Right, right. Let's not confuse competitive with good, right. to quote Wendy. Wow, look at you. How about that? That's yeah. instant recall yeah. is what that is right yeah. there. I don't even know how that happened. I mean, like total recall. Right. Too. Bizarre. Actually, yeah. how that just popped right out of my mouth. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that you put LeBron back into the mix. Yeah. Are they better because LeBron's on the floor? We assume so. Yeah. By the way, do you ever wonder in Total Recall why there was a woman with three breasts? I don't, actually. I don't really wonder about that frequently. Really? No. Do yeah, you when I think of, of time when on Total that? Recall comes up, the yeah. first thing that comes up is why was there a woman at the bar with three breasts? So, Total Recall, Schwarzenegger? Yeah. I'm trying to Richard remember. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson? Was like the bad guy because it was like a, um, no, that was the running man. Sorry, wrong Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Go ahead. Wait, Richard Dawson was in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah, he the was guy like, from Family. He was Q? Running Man. Yeah, he was like because it was like this big game that he was playing, and it was like for his life. And Richard Dawson was it's the host. It's kind of like what they were. What's the what's that Netflix show the from uh, the rest of us? No, the the, the best of us, the no, last of us. No, what the one that with, that has the people dying on? Oh, it. The, in Korea. In Korea, yes. yes. What's the name of that? Danger show? Games. Good game. 
Squid, Squid game. game. Danger yes. games. Yes. Yeah. Danger it, it games. It was kind of some semblance like of that. Hunger games. Many, many years ago in the 80s. But Squid anyway, games. back to LeBron James. Yeah. What yeah. about him? I mean, him coming back, oh. you, you think this is a negative because of the, the guys already feeling themselves in their well, roles. All I'm saying is this. Honestly, if you're going to come back. You're saying just sit out. If you're going to come back and be So waste the season. Seven, waste? Where are they? Listen. What, waste an opportunity. You don't know what the West is going to look like next year. Fair like enough. The West can be way better next year. This West is not that okay. great. Let me pose a question to you. Yeah. Let's say LeBron comes back. And he's 100% healthy. It won't happen, but, but let, go ahead. But let's just play it For out. argument's sake. Okay? LeBron's 100%. Yeah. And AD's 100%. Right. Which, by the way, this story today about how AD's going to play in the final back-to-back in against the first the week of April. Yeah. Really? You should have been winning the game against Houston last week. Right. And worried about the Clippers next week. Right. All right. But go ahead. So, if LeBron's 100%. Yeah. And AD's 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you really honestly believe that the West is so weak yes. that this team yes. can make a, a championship run? I mean, per- perhaps. I don't think it's out of the question. You just heard Bontemps and uh, Winhorse say that that's the exact reason LeBron would come back. And Bontemps has been pretty down on the Lakers for a long time. Literally just told you, I see that I could see them winning two rounds. That means they're in the conference finals all of a sudden. I got to see it to believe it, man. I, I, I would as well, but I'm telling you, that's how inferior the West is compared to the East. Let's go, LeBron. Let's go. Now you want him to let's go. You let's were just go. telling him to sit out the rest of the let's season let's 10 seconds now. ago. Now let's see it. Now you're in? Yeah, now get healthy and let's see it. Okay. You I don't know your, how healthy he's going to be. Because the West is so weak and so vulnerable that, that LeBron's going to come back and, and, and save the day. You, he may not, but at least you give yourself a real shot. It'd be a wasted season if you don't at least try. You made these deals for a reason. Wasted season. You've been watching this. Do you watch basketball? Do you watch the Lakers ever? I eat, breathe, and poop basketball. How about that? <laughs> you do, do Literally. You, you do? Pebbles of, of basketball. Really? Yes. You've actually seen this team play this year. Yeah, Wilson. I mean, do you know says their Wilson record? Wilson in the toilet. You know their record? Do you know? Yeah, it's under 500. Okay. Hasn't been 500 since you know when? Tell me. January 27th of 2022. You do watch basketball. Yeah. All right. All right. Coming up next, we will do Radio Tinder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, producer Lindsay, take it away. Thanks, Cappy. All right, guys, so uh, this is one that Laura sent in our group chat the other day, and I just could not resist doing this on Radio Tinder. 
A Maine vegan whose custom license plate contains the word tofu is one of the motorists that have been caught down in a state crackdown on vulgar license plates. <laughs> After allowing people to put basically anything on their vanity plates for years, the state of Maine recently decided to crack down and they recalled 274 plates that they deemed inappropriate. Some people are fighting back and they're appealing, including one brought by the vegan whose license plate references tofu. They concluded that the license plate... Um, love tofu could be seen as a reference to sex instead of admiration for bean curd. Love to F you. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> love tofu, and you're driving behind him going, love to F you. <laughs> hmm. But, then you drive up next to him and you go, F you, man. Yeah, but he has he apparently has all kinds of... Uh, tofu and vegan stickers all over the back of his van so you know he's like no this is really like i mean tofu with this so should this person be allowed to keep their custom license plate swipe left or swipe right cappy i'm gonna swipe right love tofu is hilarious i don't know why i didn't think of love tofu i love it tofu that is you like tofu no horrible i was just it's gross Ugh. not eating any tofu it's bad for men too Oh, it is really. Well, bad. yeah, it's bad it for is our bad. testosterone. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, really? it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get anything with it's soy products too. Soy pro- yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I have yeah. a thyroid problem, so I can't do soy products. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't? You do soy? No. My daughter though recently went to Trader Joe's and bought like soy chorizo, yeah. and then she bought like this soy, you know, the fake Impossible meat. Yeah. And she does it for like Taco Tuesday, and I got to be honest with you guys, I'm opposed to it politically, but as far as like it tastes really, really good. Yeah. So, like, my political convictions go right out the window. Like, I'm anti-impossible meat. Yeah. But it's good. I had a vanity. But I didn't know it was bad for my testosterone. I had a vanity well, soy is bad, plate. yes. Have you guys ever had vanity license plate? Or you know Never. Nope. Me neither. Never once. Nah, I'm good. My mom got me one. She got me one when I uh, first got my license, and it just said it was Linzer's. That was my license plate. Really? How'd that make you feel, driving that around? It was very embarrassing, and my friends, a lot of them from home, still call me that as a joke. Okay. My brother always gets license like vanity plates. His first one on his motorcycle said "gone." Like, what a loser! He's such a dork. Yeah, no, love to tofu is hilarious, <laughs> but the fact that they flagged it and thought that it was not appropriate—that's v- even funnier. I can't think of anybody who would look at that and actually think tofu, though, right? I didn't. When I sent oh, you, it s- to- you when- saw love to yeah. yeah when I sent it to you guys, I was dying because I. I saw the stickers and stuff, but I'm like, bro, no one's going to think that. What was the name of that old game show they used to have where you had to try and figure out what they're saying on license plates? I don't remember that. God, I was terrible at that that. game. That's a game? That's a game. Yeah, there was was a game show. A game show? Yeah, the host would pull up the license plate, and they'd have vanity license plates, and they'd have all kinds of interesting ways to say things. Bumper stickers? No, no, but like real- No, the name of the show. No, I don't think it was called bumper stickers. Oh. And then you'd have to try and figure out what is the license plate saying, and I was always horrible at it. The only one that comes up is that bumper oh. sticker. Anybody know what I'm talking about in the circle of trust? I'll tell you one I was really good at. You're so low Classic concentration. You guys ever seen that where it's like oh. something's behind number one and number 12? Yeah. Or behind number six and number 18? Like I was Yeah, good but at I don't one. think that had anything to do with uh, license plates. No, it didn't. That didn't. I was a different game show. I oh, moved on. I was going to say. Yeah. Wasn't Chuck Woolery the host of that too? Could have been. Yeah. All right. What's next, Linz? Cappy, you correct me up sometimes. Anyway. Uh, one mom carried out her son's final wish to make the planet greener by turning his remains into reusable compost for his family to use in a garden. Oh, Lomi. My Lomi like is Lomi. killing it yes. right now. But for, would you put a person in your Lomi? Probably not. What? Probably not. That's what this is, basically. It's a giant Lomi. So the TikTok that was posted 
has over 50 million views so far, and it shows a woman who is presumably the mother uh, spreading a layer of compost over a body which will eventually be sent back as usable soil. The green funeral became legal back in 2019, and it's performed in states like New York, Washington, Colorado, Oregon, Vermont, and of course here in California. Uh, But TikTok users had very mixed reactions about the burial method. Would you ever consider this green funeral? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? No, I'm okay with the traditional methods. Like if you want to be like, you know, uh, what do they call that when they turn you into ashes? Cremated. Yeah. If you want to be cremated or whatever, that's fine. Like, you know, I get, look, I don't care. Like, I'm just saying, if you're asking me about my own personal thing, like, yeah, I'm fine being cremated, a box, whatever you want to do with it. It's fine. Like, I'm good with it. You don't want me to like spread your ashes someplace in particular? You could if you'd like. Uh, No, no. I want, I want to take what you want. I want your last wishes and I'll do what you want. I I don't really have like a a specific place at the moment. Maybe one day there would be that, but not at the moment. I mean, but I'm okay with whatever people do, whatever the hell they want to do with their own damn body. You know, I want to say one thing, George, my Lomi right now is on fire. And I don't mean like it's blown up. Uh, hopefully that's no, not no. the case. My Lomi is running smooth. I sent you. It's got a couple year warranty on it. Quiet. Yeah. Quiet and smooth. Yeah, you stopped uh, doing the, putting like frozen stuff in there. I don't know, man. My daughter just made the other day, she made, she said the best, most fertile composted dirt. We got like recycled uh, pasta yeah. uh, marinara right. sauce yeah. bottles and we're putting our compost in there. Yeah. And then we're going to go out in our backyard and we're going to grow a garden because we're, we're actually growing Kaplan's Kush. Yeah. That's the name of our new strain. Right. Which we haven't started yet, but it's what we're thinking. Yeah. So for those that don't know, a Lomi is a machine that turns your food waste into uh, plant food in less than four hours. And George bought one for my daughter, Julia. Yes. In her name, so that my ex-wife doesn't take it. Correct. Yeah. I mean, listen, you got to be careful. Right. Cappy, would you may you, lose everything. Would you ever let your remains be lomied into compost? No, only because the lomi's not big enough. The lomi's like the size if of like was, a crock pot. If it was. Oh, I don't want them to dismember me first no, no. and then This is literally like me. a giant lomi and they, they, they turn you <laughs> right. into compost. It's like a big lomi. Oh. Yeah. Like a life-size Lomi. I yeah. feel like I would do that because then you're going to have like, you're going to be in your family's little garden and you're going <laughs> to nourish all the plants. We're like, oh, this is a little, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. like. But by the way, uh, you posted a picture of your Air Force Ones and yeah. Beto says, nah, gum bottoms ain't it. I'd jack you. Oh, he would jack me. Yeah. Because I'm wearing the gum bottoms. Right. So if I were in the full black, he'd leave me alone because right. you know I want smoke. Right. But the gum bottoms say, hey, I don't want any smoke. Right. It means like you're, you're, you're just trying, you're just faking it. Oh, I'm soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's next, Lens? All right. The Ringling Brothers and Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Man, that's a mouthful. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus mm-hmm. has been reimagined and reborn without animals, though. Okay. That's fine by me. Yes. The high octane family event will have high wire tricks, soaring trapeze artists, and bicycles leaping on trampolines. Uh, the 75 performers in the show from 18 countries will include. Uh, high wire feet, 25 feet off the ground, crisscrossing flying trapeze artists, a spinning double wheel powered by acrobats and BMX trail bikes, uni- unicycle riders, and skateboarders doing flips and tricks. Just so basically like P.T. Barnum create, like added X Games? Yes. Okay. And they're also looking at ways right now to integrate clowns into the shows because apparently that's also very important. People love the clowns. Right. Well, you know what the clowns' jobs used to be, right? Yes, to scoop up the animal poop. Right. So like when you're walking around in the parade... These elephants just drop these absolutely massive elephant, you know, droppings. Dung. Right. Dung is probably a good word yeah. to use. And the clown is back there with a shovel, yeah. like as if there's six feet of freaking snow over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the clown is cleaning up the elephant dung. Right. And it, honestly, it sounds to me, Lindsay, based on your whole description, like all they've done is eliminate the elephants, the tigers. All the and animals, then just yes. added some X Games. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, by the way, those bike things, they've been doing that forever. You know, they put them in like one of those globe, yeah, yeah, those yeah, big yeah. globe That's things. Cool. That's right. cool. I yeah. think it's really cool. Yeah. By the way, it is nice and chilly in here, mm-hmm. but your upper lip is sweating. What's happening there? Really? Yeah. It's glistening. It's like two degrees. You know, I've been using this new product that is supposed to really hydrate my skin. Yeah, it's doing that. Really? Yeah. Looks shiny? Yeah. You need some, uh, you know, anti-shine. Hmm. Yeah. You got any powder in your bag? I do if you want I mean, some. I'm sure you've got makeup. Yeah, but I'm not you. letting you use mine, though. That's gross. Well, I just shaved today. Well, I'm just saying you could you'd have to get your own little thing to pat it down. Like and then I'm I not... put and then I put like uh, that that hydration cream. Yeah. On my face. Yeah. Hydration cream. What kind of moisturizer do you use, Cappy? I'm curious. I don't know. It's like one of these names of these like uh, fancy makeup places that do Rachel you really? that Rachel buys this stuff at. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Dude, I would use like you, Aveeno. I would use Lubriderm. You know with, what I mean? With Aveeno, yeah, there's something. You should nothing wrong with Aveeno. No, yeah. I'm your, saying I use yeah. just regular old lotion because you know my arms get ashy. Yeah, you feel me? For your arms and your face. Yeah, your face different ones. Yeah, well, this yeah. is a hydration formula. You okay. Should, you should take a picture of it because I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. You want to stay lauder because yeah. I feel like a lot of. No, it's not a good, There's a good use men's that. Clinique line. Yeah. Used to use oh, oil of yeah. Olay. Oil of Olay came in handy at times. I use times. oil of nothing, eh? No? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I'm using a hydration formula. He drinks water. I do. That's it. Mm. A lot of it. Did you know that actually science says that um, drinking now? a lot of water doesn't do anything to clear up your skin? I don't know. I mean, who says that? I saw an article about it like two days ago, actually. I'll send it to you. Send yeah, it to me. The Harvard Review of Medicine. It said that you should actually... The, That's the a real best, thing. The best way to moisturize your skin is to actually put moisturizer on it. I don't put a ton of it on, and it seems to be working out just fine for me. Well, look at me. I have a shiny mustache, apparently. Yeah. Exactly. So. You want to touch it? You're overly no, moisturized, I'm I mean, I, I want you to, Yeah, I don't want you to feel that it's not wet. You're yeah. greasy. It's just shiny because I'm sitting right in front of the sun. Coming up next... Lights are so bright in here. The Raiders could have had the number one pick, but at what cost? We'll tell you what that cost was because it's been revealed. But first, this segment, as always, the award-winning Radio Tinder brought to you by friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves, not those immature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with our friends at Tequila Mandala. Sit down and cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Cappy, the Raiders apparently did try to get the number one pick in the draft as we saw the Carolina Panthers traded up with the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. And in this particular story that Lindsay sent me, Mm -hmm. the Bears wanted this from the Raiders. And you tell me if this was enough or if it was too much. Bears wanted number seven. And number 38 in this year's draft, so a first and second rounder, mm-hmm. as well as two future first rounders and another future second rounder. So that would have been a total of three first rounders and two second round picks. And what they got instead What's from the, the Carolina Panthers okay. was a Pro Bowl wide receiver in DJ Moore, who's still really young. Mm-hmm. Okay, The ninth overall pick, a 24 first round pick. And I believe a second round pick. I think as there were well. two, one this year and one next year. Correct. So two seconds, they two got firsts. and two firsts, and they got DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. So in essence, they got three first round picks because DJ Moore was a first round pick. Yeah. If I'm the Raiders, I don't do that, and they didn't. Um, I'm. If I'm the Raiders, I actually can live with where I'm at. I can live with Jimmy Garoppolo as my starting quarterback. Of course, I'm concerned about his health, and will he actually be able to make it through an entire season healthy? But. Like, every account of who Jimmy Garoppolo is, is he's not Aaron Rodgers the passer, but seems like everybody thinks he's a great leader. 
So I'm happy with Jimmy Garoppolo. I just want to find a way to keep him healthy. And if I can't get one of the top two or three guys that I'm thinking about, well, you know what? I will figure out the quarterback situation a little bit later. If I can't get Bryce Young, if I can't get C.J. Stroud, and those are the two guys that I really had my eye on, I'll work with Garoppolo, and I'll I'll keep looking in the draft. Maybe, maybe there's somebody in the second round that I might like that's the fifth, sixth, seventh-rated quarterback. Nobody thought Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant last year, was going to go on an undefeated streak in his rookie season and lead the 49ers to the playoffs before he gets hurt. So, look, good scouting. You can find a guy. He doesn't always have to be in the first round. You don't, but it's easier these days. Yeah, but I, I would love to see the data. Maybe you could uh, send an email to ESPN uh, Stats and Information mm-hmm. of what the percentages are of first-round draft choice quarterbacks who become like legitimate long-time starters versus first-round quarterbacks who just kind of don't make it. I mean, it's still a risk in the first round. How successful are first-round picks? Quarterback picks. Yeah, quarterback. So, quarterback... Uh, they, uh, this will run from 2000 through the present. Okay. What do you got? First round picks for first round picks that throw for 4,000 yards. You would say that's a pretty good barometer of having legit success. Okay. Right. Yep. 43% of them. 43%. From 2000 on. Okay. That, that's not 75%. Yeah. Now 66% of them throw for at least 3,200 yards. Okay. So, I, I, listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't draft a quarterback in the now, first round. I it, would say you don't draft a running back in the first now, round. Now, if that quarterback is a top 10 pick, yeah. all of a sudden it's 75% for 3,200 and 50% for 4,000. Okay. And if it's the number one overall pick yeah. at quarterback, 83% chance since 2000 they're going to throw at least 3,200 yards and throw for an average of 4,000 yards. An average of 4,000 yards? Yeah. For And is there a percentage connected to that one? 67%. Okay. Look, all I'm saying is this. If I'm the Raiders, I'd love to move up and get the first overall pick. But for one of these two quarterbacks in particular, I don't want to give you two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and I don't remember all of the details of what you just said they were asked for. It sounded like maybe there were even three first-rounders. Three first-rounders. Yeah. I think this is going wackadoodle yeah, right now. it has gone wackadoodle. Yeah. Three first-rounders, two seconds, which is basically what Carolina gave up if you consider DJ Moore a first-rounder. Well, um, I suppose Carolina finds themselves uh, feeling a bit more desperate than the Raiders. Well, yeah, for sure. So, I think the Raiders feel like in Las Vegas they can they can attract a quarterback like Jimmy G to be a guy that can bridge the gap until they draft their guy. The problem is in Mel Kiper's latest mock draft. Yeah, they may be looking at Will Levis at this point because he's got C.J. Stroud going one. He's got Bryce Young going too, mm-hmm. and then he's got Anthony Richardson going to Seattle that he'll sit basically behind Geno Smith for a couple of years, which makes what, a ton of sense. What number pick is that? I think it's five or six. Okay. And then the Raiders are at seven. Hey, you know what? Um, if I can get a top four quarterback in the draft and not have to move and not have to give up a lot for him, and I've already got a veteran guy who knows my system because McDaniels worked with him when he was Tom Brady's backup in New England, Right. I'll take my chances with Garoppolo and Levis. By the way, did you see that, uh, I mean, listen, I think Will Levis two years ago was a good quarterback, but I'll tell you this, as someone who watches co- a lot of college football, yeah, I can't name you the big game Will Levis has won. Yeah, don't you remember last year when Kentucky beat Florida? 
I mean, I don't know if they did or not. Florida, I mean, I they just, did, I just, actually. I mean, just right away, just I, came up with that. You know what I mean? I mean but here's like, the it thing. It made it seem like it was a big game since the Florida quarterback's now the number three guy. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, right? Come on. That's a little credit here, huh? Here, here's the thing. What? Florida wasn't that good last year. Oh. So there was that. I mean, but they did beat Utah, didn't they? Yeah. And then Utah did beat USC twice, didn't they? Um... Yes, but that's the transitive property doesn't mean that they were good. Well, I mean, I just broke out some yeah. geometry on you to see yeah. if you could pick that up, what yeah. I was putting down, which apparently you yeah. did. Yeah. Now, this article, by the way, that we were talking about, about where the Raiders you know, were, were saying that this is what they were going to have to give up to get that. Right. Did you happen to notice the website that that was on? Uh, Lindsay sent it from your it's, favorite website, Yard Barker. Two of my favorite websites were- Oh, the, the Sports Knot. Yes. So not <laughs> only did I have Yard Barker, shout out to my friend Ben Magan, who's the CEO and is probably listening right about now. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Yard Barker. Yard Barker's been around for a while. A long time. Yeah, but then, Sports Knot is kind of a funny name. And Sports Knot, which is N-A-U-T, like astronaut, yeah. Sports Knot. Yeah. So here, I like Sports Knot. I mean, Yard Barker, I, I, I give you a pass on. Sports Knot sounds ridiculous. Okay, well, It's listen. a ridiculous name for a website. Hey, look, you talk to the guy who owns the website, and you tell him to change the name. I, no, I mean, at this point, he shouldn't change the name, but it is a ridiculous name for a website. All I know is this. I like Yard Barker still to this day. Yeah. I like Sports Knot very now, much. Now, are those clients of Sided? Sports Knot, yes. Yard Barker on the verge of. Oh, there we go. Yes. So <laughs> I'm happy. Angle. So I'm happy <laughs> to see. I'm happy to see Lindsay hit us up with a Yard Barker article yeah. that references Sports Knot. They're, yeah. They're very good. Well, the Sports Knot story, it's come from a, a report from Albert Breer. Right. So it's it, legit. It, it, they're all just aggregators. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind aggregation. They're, yeah. They're good at aggregating stories, which is great for what we do because it kind of just like wraps up a little bow for you. Right. Yeah. And actually, just like it's easier it to find to the, the story. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Aggregation yeah. all up in this mug. Yeah. By the way, Jimmy G, Lindsay, what's the story with Jimmy G and why he ended up, or one of the big reasons he ended up with the Raiders? Oh, I saw that it was, um, he said that when he was uh, fielding out his prospects for a team to go to, he remembered how uh, McDaniel sent him a text during his, you know, when everything happened, when he got hurt, and he said, I'm pulling for you, bro. Yeah, so what happened, as I recall, was that uh, the Niners were going to play the Packers in Lambeau, and uh, McDaniels, who I'm not even sure was the coach of the Raiders at the time, he may have still been the offensive coordinator with the Patriots, when Jimmy G and the Niners are going to Green Bay, McDaniels sends him a text and says, hey, good luck, man, thinking about you, you know? And, and Jimmy G's like, man, I haven't heard from McDaniels in years. But he remembered that. But he thought, you know what? That's a guy that cares about me. So when I'm, when I'm weighing my options of where do I want to play, who do I want to play for, you know what? That Josh McDaniels. He was thinking about me that day that we went up to Green Bay and we beat the Packers to move on in the playoffs. I like that guy, McDaniels. So, you know, George, when you do something nice for somebody... People remember. And and it may come back to reward you later on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't ever pay not to be nice. I would agree with that. Well, Josh McDaniels was nice, and now he's got a nice quarterback. Well, he also, you know, I mean... I'm sure there was. I'm sure he was rooting for him, but he was also rooting for himself in that scenario too. But again, I'm not 100 percent positive that McDaniel's was the coach of the Raiders at this point. You know, so I'm thinking that McDaniel's was just being nice. He might have been, and Jimmy G really appreciated. Perhaps. That. You know, maybe he would have sent him a commercial, a, a text. Hey, I like your Subway commercial. You know. <laughs> And Jimmy G's like, you know, that McDaniels is nice. By the way, Subway's spending a lot of money on commercials. Dude, they spend so much money on athletes and commercials. Steph, they got Brady, they got Barkley. Yeah, they got everybody. You know, they got rid of Russell Wilson, though. They did. Because Russell had a sandwich called the Danger Witch. Yeah. 
and people ridiculed the danger witch it was so bad. much on yeah. social media. Yeah, they had to take it. That up. Subway's like, you know, Russ, here's your money, but we don't want to sell the danger witch. Yeah, anymore. we're done. Yeah, You're yeah. so corny. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I liked Russell Wilson. I like how you use the word corny. Well, if I'm that's... telling you that Russ is corny, <laughs> then yeah. Because I thought Russ was cool for the longest time. You're the authority. I'm now on the side of corny. <laughs> so if I'm calling Russ corny, you can only imagine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Coming up next, Cappy. <laughs> One of LeBron's former teammates saying, ain't nobody afraid of Bron. We'll tell you who that is next.